listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kat. And I am Faith. Faith, I got a question. Sure, go ahead. It's inspired by... A blog post mm-hmm. from our friend at Hormones Demystified, HD. We have a couple episodes where we interviewed Dr. HD. He's an endocrinologist. Links down below for those episodes. But I was reading his most recent one, and, mm-hmm. it, and it brought up a really interesting point, and I'm going to read it to you right now. This quote is attributed to a black transgender male. I went from the most invisible form in our society, a black female, to the most feared form in our society. A black male. Hmm. And this one from actress Laverne Cox, a black transgender female. She said, when I was perceived as a black man, I became a threat to public safety. When I was dressed as myself, it was my safety that was threatened. So my question for you is about how your status changed. Okay. Before and after. What you had or what you had to be concerned about before and what you have or what you have to be concerned about now. I think in part this is sort of about privilege, yeah. but it's also about social perception. Yes. Well, I mean, per- social perception plays a huge part in privilege because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get your privilege sort of assigned to you by society mm-hmm. based on how society perceives you. And perceives people like you. Yes. And has decided people like you are and should be treated and should act. But there's also the, the sort of, it, it's more specific to you mm-hmm. because say you are someone who is transgender. And as I've said many times on this podcast and, and in other places, what makes a person transgender is that they feel gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you transgender. Feeling that dysphoria, feeling that like sense of being ill at ease, being unhappy in the gender you are assigned at birth, that's being transgender. Not all transgender people choose to transition. Mm-hmm. Some may real, you know, have various reasons why not to. Some can't. Some can't. And so, but they're still transgender. They're still absolutely transgender because they have those, those feelings. And so... If, if you're one of those transgender people who's not a, you know, not able or it's not right for you to transition, mm-hmm. then you're still transgender. You may be a trans woman, mm-hmm. but if, but people are going to perceive you as a man mm-hmm. um, because that's how you're going to be presenting. Mm-hmm. And so... then you're going to be allowed the privileges that our si- our society has decided that things are acceptable for men. Mm-hmm. And you are going to have those benefits as a male presenting person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for non-binary people, this is going to be especially tricky because, you know, non-binary people can be perceived as one of the two genders probably most more often than not. Mm-hmm. And so... That's probably very tricky for them. And if you're non-binary, I'd love to hear about that as well, because mm-hmm. then it may be a situation where you're experiencing um, where you're experiencing 
greater privilege one day for one mm, hour yes. than you are the next. Yes. Yes. It's true. True. So then what was it like for you? How, how has that been different? I think for me, the biggest feeling of having lost privilege probably comes from me feeling sort of less comfortable in spaces. And I have been presenting female off and on for decades. Mm -hmm. And I've been presenting full time for two and a half years, almost three years now. And um, I know, right? (laughs) Go so fast. It seemed so impossibly difficult before I did it. and, And then it's just like, this why didn't I do this earlier? This, this is so easy. This is how I um, go to the grocery store. Yeah. It's just how I go to the grocery store. There are spaces I feel less comfortable in. What and spaces? It, part of the part of the thing about being trans is you you don't think of this as a privilege. Cis people don't think of this as a privilege. But kind of knowing a place, gendered places, mm-hmm. where you know you're going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And as a trans person, I think... We lose that to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. You know, as a cis person, that if you go in a women's restroom or women's changing room, you will be accepted there. Like it literally never even occurred to me. Yeah. That being accepted in one is a thing. Yeah, exactly. And and you know that if you go into the the men's room, people are going to be like, what the hell? Or worse. Please leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, For me, it's kind of not knowing... How that might happen, how that might, you know, affect me. Like, I, I know we've been out and about and, you know, if I'm going to work or if I'm going out with friends, I'm going to, like, put a lot of effort into my appearance. Mm-hmm. If I am, if we are, like, if it's a Saturday and it's, like, a late or a lazy Sunday and we're just, like, hanging around the house and it's a rainy day and we're just, like, let's go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And we, or, or let's just, let's go to a restaurant or something. Let's get out of the house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like lazy and I don't really want to do all my makeup and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, sometimes I, I have, I, I don't know if I vocalize this to you, but um, sometimes I've been like, well, I don't really want to go there because I know they're going to have binary restaurants. And I know this oh. for places like in our neighborhood. Really? And around the city of like, yeah, most like, for instance, most bars and restaurants in New York City, where we live, mm-hmm. tend to have single-use so facilities. So not necessarily male or female yeah. on the door. It just says bathroom on the door. Yeah, because yes. there may only be one bathroom, you know, in each restaurant or mm-hmm. things like that. But there mm-hmm. are places with, like, the two stalls and a, a thing. And I have to think about that because mm-hmm. I'm wearing, like, a hoodie and my hair is just in a ponytail and I've got no makeup on. And maybe I haven't even shaved mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not wearing a bra and, <laughs> you know. Um, so I have to think about that. Like, I've lost the privilege of being able to just casually go, go in anywhere. a gendered space. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So if I name a restaurant in our neighborhood, you'd be able to tell me if they're gendered or not? I think ours. I think I think ours does. I, I think our our neighborhood really doesn't have. I don't. I'm, I'm thinking of like four or five places, and it's just bathroom. The one place I can think of is the diner where Jack Antonoff and Lord hang out. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that is one place in our neighborhood that I know has gendered restrooms. Mm-hmm. Other places, um, it's just a series of single use. It's a series of single use, but single yeah, use. Or something so like that, that is right. Wow. Yeah, that is something I've, huh. as a trans person, I have to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to the gym, especially, I get kind of nervous because, like, very it's the gendered. gym. I'm very nervous. There's um, the gym I go to. There's one in our neighborhood that does not have single use spaces at all Mm -hmm. so i kind of have to use the women's room Mm -hmm. like if i if i use the women's or the men's it's it could potentially be awkward Mm -hmm. and the that's why i like the one in lower manhattan because it's all the single use it's no it's not all single use but they do have like a couple single use spaces so like i feel that that one i given the opportunity i will use a single use space anyway i Mm -hmm. prefer them Mm -hmm. but yeah, so that having that kind of privilege, which you don't think about, generally cis people don't think about, mm-hmm, it. like it's mm-hmm. a privilege to use a gender facility and and not have to think about it. And before you transitioned, when you were still presenting and pretending mm-hmm. and, and having to do that, was that something you were still aware of? Like, oh, someday if I transition, I'll need to know this. Or were you just like, I can go out however, I can go wherever? I had been presenting part-time for years, for decades, like I mentioned. So for that reason. So I generally had gone into women's restrooms when I was presenting that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I was at a really big, huge party once, and it was a costume party. Mm. And it was like one of the rubelade parties. I have no idea what that word means. It's a big, big art party. They were huge, huge, like, warehouse parties. They were fun. And uh, (laughs) the women's room was like, had a ginormous line, and since it was a costume event, I was dressed as a girl, as mm. I would have anyway. Mm-hmm. And I remember using the guys' room, which I wouldn't have normally because there was such a long line. Nice, yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah, it was kind of. I got weird. I got really weird looks, but it it, mm. it was fine. That's not cool. That's not cool. But um, I was I was picturing you walking in and people being like, oh. Hey, because it's like lady in the men's oh, costume in the yeah. men's room. Yeah. 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 So that's like a big thing. Um, I've also, it's something similar that I, I, I've lost kind of the ability, the privilege of being able to kind of go out in certain areas and know that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I say certain areas, but it's it's really certain situations. And okay. that could be, there's areas you could go at like 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. It's totally fine. But you go there at 2 a.m. on a Saturday and it's a whole different story. Correct. So there's situations where I may not feel as, as comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. And I do have to think about my safety. When I see groups of youths... Like, I love that moment on 30 Rock where Liz Lemon sees the group of teenagers. She's like, youths. Because <laughs> that's kind of how I feel when yes. I see a group of teenagers. I'm like, youths. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when we were in, like, Germany, it was oh, like yeah. a field trip. I was still, like, we were in the Reichstag, mm-hmm. you know, and there were, like, a bunch of field trips and kids and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. And, like, a, a clump of 12, 13-year-old boys, four to seven to ten kids in a group, and it's like, I yeah. want to get as 
far away from that bunch of kids yeah as exactly possibly just because uh, you know so that having that like like the kids aren't gonna give a shit 98% of the time or 99.999% of the time they're gonna be like all on their own stuff mm-hmm. but you know you just I just have that fear and that's an opportunity to make fun of a stranger and yeah. seem cool oh yeah they're not gonna let that go no yeah so that's that's another thing um I think as I, you know, as a trans person, that's sort of more on my mind. Although, mm-hmm. I don't know, you're a woman. That's mm-hmm. probably also, also there, mm-hmm. I would think. I know for, for safety, I have to kind of be more conscious, but that may be just as a woman. Um, so were you like unconcerned about safety when you were still presenting as a guy? I was less concerned. Okay. Um... Because I, I remember I, I, you know, I used to, I used to have a shaved head and mm-hmm. wear like a, and wear all black and wear like a black trench coat. Like I probably didn't look like someone you would really necessarily, if you had to like pick people out of a subway car, for sure, instance, to sure. pick on, you probably wouldn't have gone to me first. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. there would have been other people. So I was less concerned. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. much less concerned about what, my safety. What are precautions you've taken now that you didn't have to take then? Um, the biggest one is just to be more rare of my aware of my surroundings. Okay, I think that's the biggest thing. But you do still walk around with your headphones in. Right? I do walk around Me with my too. headphones in. I one one trick I've learned is that if, if there's something going on and you or your spidey sense gets tingling your mm-hmm. transy sense gets tingling um i will turn off the volume but keep the headphones in yes so i can sort of spy yes yes um and you want to honor that spidey sense your body yeah. has learned exactly that and a really good book the gift of fear but uh but yeah if you get a sense go with it yeah Move to the other side of the car. Get off a subway stop early and wait for the next train. Or, you know, I'm assuming this is all I happening was on, on a subway. Su- I was on a subway. Where- I was on a subway today, and I there was a guy who I thought was talking on his phone, mm-hmm. but or like rapping along to his uh, radio. But it cool. turned out to be like a schizophrenic guy who was just talking to the voices, just talking, and and you know, it was like, and he was like trembling weirdly. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was just. I felt bad. Mental health in this country is something that we should be dealing with better. And but... people with mental illness are more likely yeah. to be a victim of a crime than to perpetrate a crime. But it is still an element of unpredictability in yeah. the environment. And that's 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 where it gets your transy sense tingling. Um, so I just have to be a lot more aware. And I think, you know, not, not making eye contact with mm-hmm. people is another big one. Mm-hmm. I still do that accidentally sometimes. But yes. I kind of... <laughs> I've kind of learned not to. Yeah. Um, the thousand yard stare is good. Have you ever tried that? You just look past their shoulder, but yeah. you look, you, you focus your eyes three blocks away or something. Oh, I see. It's great. Yeah. Then you're ignoring them, but you're kind of seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, I think as a, as a transgender person, I think just that idea of like, being in society mm-hmm. and being accepted in society is something you do lose mm. and all facets you of lose society your, your cisgender you lose that cisgender privilege okay. so like freaking tsa you know mm-hmm. or like we talked about on our travel episode like you gotta think about where you're traveling yes some you, places are very yeah. hostile 
And that is something that cis people don't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cis people are the, quote, norm. And so, or at least they're the vast majority of people. I guarantee you there are situations where people of African descent or people of, you know, Muslims or... um, Brown people. Yeah, any number of people may need to, like, also think that sort of thing through. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who's, like, not, you know white cis male oh sure has to has to think these things through and as a white male who people assumed was cis Mm -hmm. um i didn't have to think through any of that i was the default for our society i'm making finger quotes on default because it it is the default but it shouldn't be considered the default right um it's the cultural default it's the cultural default not the statistical default. oh no 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 they're a vast Mm. major minority yeah so women exceed men, Asians exceed Caucasians. Yeah, yeah. The numbers don't. Add the up. numbers, even in the United States, they don't add. Like white yeah. white males are like twenty five percent of the population, or something crazy. We can look up the actual statistics, but it's why do you think everything's gone haywire? Because <laughs> they're they're afraid of losing their privilege. It's all <laughs> it's all about privilege. Um, they would say it all went haywire because we're not fifty percent anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so what, what was your uh, your thing you asked me at dinner? You were like, this might sound turfy, but... Oh, gosh, my turfy thing. Okay, so it kind of has to do with privilege, which is why we're talking about it now. And please, listeners, don't hate me. This is the thing I kind of sort of wondered about before I really knew about trans people and, and, and knew any of the stuff that I've learned over the time that I've been talking to you, but... It had occurred to me before we did an episode on this that we know more about trans women than we do about trans men. We see them in the news more. We hear about them. The famous ones mm-hmm. are, are trans women. Why yeah. Why is that? And my assumption, which was incorrect, mm-hmm. but my assumption was that's because these women have gone through their whole lives knowing that their opinion mattered. Mm-hmm. and that they get to take up space and make noise and and they learned this stuff from being raised male even mm-hmm. though they weren't and now they finally get to be true to themselves and true to the world and they're actually female but they have these habits they have this this upbringing and this experience of mattering mm-hmm. taking up space People will listen to me when I talk. Yeah. I do get to be in charge. And my assumption, and I don't think this is true, but it'll be worth discussing at least, is that's the difference between trans women and trans men. Is trans men were raised the opposite. Be quiet. Behave. You don't get to do that. That's not for you. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hear you talk. You could just go away. And uh, you don't matter as much, you know. And And then they finally get to be who they are. And come into this world of male privilege. And you've left the world of male privilege. But you have that upbringing. Yes. And. This isn't sounding turfy yet. Oh, that's that's the turfy part, though. Is it? Well, the whole thing is my belief now is that we know more and we and we see more and we think more about trans women media wise than trans men because it is 
a greater deviation. I think that's absolutely true, though. I think that captures the eye and the mind yeah. and the imagination and the headlines and the clicks. And um, that's that's yeah. why. I remember you know years ago, mm-hmm. I was seeing an interview with Scott Thompson back in the 90s. Scott mm-hmm. Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. Sketch comedy group known for their cross-dressing and sketches. Link down below. Um, everyone should know the Kids in the Hall. You never know. Okay. We have international listeners. And Scott Thompson said... When asked the question about that, said that, I think the question they asked was, why is a man in a dress funny, but a woman dressed in a suit isn't? And he said that he had read that it is because the man is lowering his status. Mm -hmm. And I think that is true. And I think that extends to why our society seems far more interested in trans women than trans men. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is because I think it is, one, our society tends to be interested in the rather pretty and striking trans women. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's also that it is someone doing something that's so shocking because they are giving up all this male privilege why would you do that that's why would you crazy want to do that yeah yes. why would you want to do that why would you lower yourself mm-hmm. you know to that level why mm-hmm. would you give up all of this you must be mad mm-hmm. and so i think there is a level to that we were talking about you were watching some i am jazz i was jazz jennings reality show and mm-hmm. i and i was like skeptical about that because i was like isn't that just is 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 that sort of Look at the freak, you know, and mm-hmm. so I wonder if all of the fascination with trans women is isn't, look at the freak. isn't, hey, look at the freak, um, which is why they're not really talking about trans men, because pff, everyone would want to be a man. Of course Obviously, you want to be the male. Default. Hello? Yeah. 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 So. So I guess my question for uh-huh. you is, do you think there is anything to your background, your habits, mm-hmm. how you were raised, how you were treated with respect and and worthy of being listened to? Like, do you think that has any basis? Because I'm leaning away from that personally. I don't think that. I think um, I, I wrote a piece about why I dislike the term TERF. I think, did we do an episode about that? We like to do uh, positive Yeah, episodes. we do. <laughs> We're trying I to wrote a, I wrote entertain a, you guys. I wrote an essay about why I dislike TERF mm-hmm. as a concept. And it's one, because it's pejorative. And I would say they deserve it, but continue. Okay, I would say that you're never going to have a good argument. Or you're never going to have a... You're never going to build a consensus with someone when you come at them first with a pejorative. Two, I think we have more in common than... And greater enemies than each other. Mm. And and so I think... Um, mm. I don't like the term turf. I don't agree with them, obviously. People like Jermaine Greer. I think they're just assholes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so you'd rather we just say asshole instead of turf? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Sometimes you want to categorize your asshole. I guess you do. When but selecting your weapon. You one know. of the things that these writers and thinkers and, and, and people and so-called feminists will, will say is that trans women aren't women because they've experienced male privilege. So mm-hmm. they, they're having, they have a different approach to the world, a different approach to the world. And they have a different experience 
than cis women. So you're automatically disqualified no matter what your brain says. Here's the thing. One, I think, yes, we absolutely do have a different experience. Okay. I have experienced male privilege. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have. I have also experienced lack of cis privilege, which these women haven't. Mm. And so I think that gives me a different perspective Mm -hmm. than theirs. And Mm -hmm. so what? We all have different experiences. We all experience different types of privilege and different levels of privilege. And I don't accept that these so-called feminists, these assholes, get to be the people who can be the gatekeeper of all that is womanhood. Mm -hmm. Because they're not. Because one, there's no platonic ideal of of what it is to be a woman. There is no singular way you can say this is a woman. I mean, we know what they would fall back on. I know what they would fall back on. But the uterus. But some women are born without a uterus. Some cis women don't have uterus. Some cis women have their uterus removed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some some cis women are genetically male. Oh, I'm not saying it's a good <laughs> argument. I'm just saying okay. what they would say. I'm saying they would, uh, you know, so it's, it's complicated. And I don't think they get to be the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And so I, I disagree with them on a lot. But I will not, I don't disagree with them on the idea that I have had a different experience and that, yes, I have experienced male privilege. Um, And as splendid as they must imagine that is, you also experienced fucking dysphoria. I did for years. Yeah. And and I've also, because of people like that, worried, you know, when I was first really kind of dipping my toes into this, worried that I would be kind of accused of like, colonizing women's oh, yeah. spaces invading. you know yeah. invading yeah. um and you know i had to i had to worry about that because of people like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again cis privilege on their part mm-hmm. because they don't have to worry about shit like that yeah and so i think i think trans people's experiences are all unique mm-hmm. we're all different in our own way experiences don't define us they don't they don't limit us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so obviously i have experienced male privilege but i've also sure. lost that privilege and lost a lot of other privileges along with it mm-hmm. i've gained what i think is a privilege of being happier with myself mm-hmm. I've gained the privilege of being able to like express who i am Mm -hmm. in a way that does make me happy oh my god i went out to work the other day and i was like feeling friggin' fantastic that picture you sent you looked so cute that day thank you you put that on instagram i did awesome so link down below i should see but i get to have these days where i'm just like yes Mm -hmm. i i'm rocking it today and Mm -hmm. i get to have that and i never had that when i was a guy yeah never once had that feeling and so i do gain some things I gain a lot. I mm-hmm. gain so much. And trans people gain so much from this. Mm-hmm. We do lose some things. Or in the case of, you know, trans men may gain some things. Yeah. But they also do lose some cis privilege. I have a um, question for yeah. our trans guy listeners, actually. And and guys, I want to hear from you and respond on Twitter or questions at Gender Rebels or info at Gender Rebels or Facebook. How was that 
for you when you are presenting as a guy and suddenly you have male privilege. Suddenly people aren't interrupting you in meetings. People are stepping out of your path on the sidewalk. What was that like? Was that weird? Was that awesome? Was it, was it kind of enlightening? I would love to hear how this is on the other end of things where you grew up trying not to take up space because that's not ladylike. And now all of a sudden, it's weird if you don't. We would love to hear from our yeah. trans guy listeners. And that's something I also have to worry about. Mm. I don't know if this is just a female thing or if this is a trans thing. It's like, I have to play catch up on that socialization. Sure. I I have to know to smile uh, as my default. Yeah. To not get visibly upset, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm still fighting myself on that. Sure. You know, I sure. have to learn to just not snap at people when they're wrong and be like, that's completely wrong. That's you know? stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I have to, I have to learn these things and it's, it's catch up. And I, and trans men, as you mentioned, I mm-hmm. bet have to play catch up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is something that we have to consciously put effort into, and not that I think these socializations should be the norm or sh- mm-hmm. that we should be socialized this way because both roles are shitty mm-hmm. and restrictive, shitty and restrictive. Yeah. And I I would like us to all be more understanding mm-hmm. and I would like kids to respectful. be raised in an equal way. Yeah, yeah. and so. But I have to play catch up on that. And that's something I have to devote mental energy to. So then my question about that, and and we have to Mm -hmm. wrap up at some point, and I have a couple other questions, but this is really interesting, is um, uh, girls don't get to take up as much space. Mm -hmm. Girls need to smile more. Girls need to be like, well, actually, so what you're suggesting is something we tried already? And what we found, instead of saying, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, you you have to do that. You don't have to do that, obviously. But, you know, it's better. It certainly is more in keeping with how female are, females are conditioned to behave. And you're saying you're playing catch up. You're learning this mm-hmm. now. Are you, did, did you start that study when you started transitioning? Or have you been paying attention to that your whole life? Um, certainly I'm like taking up less room physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take up room physically. You can also take it up emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other stuff, I think since transition, it's been something that's, you know, it's that I really did have to kind of learn. Yeah. Because it's, I never thought about it yeah. that way. Yeah. So when you transitioned, you, you... You found there was a lot more to learn than you expected. Exactly. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my last question, this is only slightly related, but it's always been interesting. I always want to kind of work it into an episode uh, and it has to do with public perception. So I want you to think back before you transitioned mm-hmm. and someone comes up to you. They have two buttons you could press, one okay. or the other. And one, you change. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. One is you get the body you want. But everyone perceives, still perceives you as your birth gender. Mm-hmm. The other is everyone perceives you as not your birth gender, but you get... You don't get that body. You don't get that body. It's a shitty. <laughs> I know. Would you rather? Yeah, yeah. But you can only have one. People can perceive you the correct way, or you can be the correct way. You don't get both. 
Something is always going to be wrong. Yeah. Which would you prefer? Dead air. Just, Just dead, dead air. air. It's a complicated <laughs> question. I don't like either answer. I, I would say you want both. probably this. Yeah, you do want both. I mean, if I had to pick, maybe the socialization, but that's not all of it. So, hmm. so if um, you had, had to pick. Yeah. You're at gunpoint. You have to push one of those buttons. You would pick everyone perceives me mm-hmm. the way that I feel. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's still shitty. That's kind of like being, it's kind of like being trans and not transitioning. <laughs> Except they don't perceive you that way. They then. don't perceive you that way. Yeah. Um, but that incongruity yeah. is definitely a hallmark of dysphoria. So all I, I also be doing... sort of don't like this question because I'm, yeah. I'm just trying it... one type of dysphoria for two other There's types of two dysphoria. Things. Yeah, yeah, and, and so it's like, would you rather have your heart removed or your kidneys removed? Well, <laughs> kidneys. in that case, kidneys it would take me longer just, to die. Yeah, you know they can hook. Well, in both cases, they can hook you up to machines. True, um, but you know it's it's a weird it's a it's a shitty question. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard it asked. Maybe I'll cut As this well. part out. No, don't, I don't anyway. think it's a. I think it's an interesting question. Going I, so long. Yeah, I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on it. But yes, I, listeners, I, I let us know. Yeah, what you think? You never. You don't have to choose one or the other. But if you did, which matters more to you? Would you rather have a regenerating meatloaf or a wallet of infinite talc? Meatloaf. <laughs> Duh. You, what do we do with all that talc? Would you rather? <clears throat> would you rather be <laughs> unable to distinguish babies and the taste of mint, or to be unable to distinguish English muffins from the concept <laughs> of increasing babies and mint? Okay, I can avoid both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The concept of increasing is really hard to avoid. <laughs> it is. Well, also, listeners, if you have any other stupid comparisons <laughs> to pick between, I would love to this hear them. This is a them. game we played a lot in college, and the more absurd, the better. I was always, everyone always wants. College. Everyone always wants to go sexual with these things, and we. I preferred going like completely esoteric and philosophical. I was but... in the fucking lab. Yeah. Why weren't you working in college? Should have taken an easier major science person. Wish I had. Well, yeah. I think we've all learned a lot today. I think we have. I've if you're in college, <laughs> take the easiest major you can. By the way, it's communications. <laughs> <laughs> or kinesiology. That's what all the athletes did. Yeah. I assume that one was must have been a breeze. I, I no, there's anatomy in that. There's Is there? Some, there's okay. Some exercise physiology stuff. Anyway, much was learned. Much was learned. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks for helping on here in your telling me all podcast this style. Interesting <laughs> information. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels we have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards including drinks with the gender rebels at stonewall please leave a five-star review on itunes that makes it easier for other people to find us 
and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback Production copyright 2019. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Five places, and it's just bathroom. The one place I can think of is the diner where Jack Antonoff and Lord hang out. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um... Lord's been there once. She's been there once. No, she. It's like Jack Antonoff. He's a he's a musician and producer. <laughs> he's um. That's like his favorite diner. He lives he lives in our neighborhood, and that's his favorite diner. And he goes there all the time, and he sings its praises, even though their food's not very good. Link to this guy's Wikipedia. Lord page. worked for him and possibly or Lord worked with him on her last album, Melodrama. Uh, they were possibly dating. I have seen her around our neighborhood. She has posted Instagrams around our neighborhood. She posted an Instagram from that diner once, but I bet you she's been in there multiple times. Fine. Lord's Diner has yep. gendered bathrooms. She also, Lord really likes diners. <laughs> she does. And Faith really likes Lord. I'm not sure if y'all are catching on to that. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> that is one place in our neighborhood that I know has gendered restrooms. Mm-hmm. Other places... Um, it's just a series of single use. It's a series of single use, but single yeah. use.